When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Rich is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast for your wallet. I'm here for, with Jack Otter. He is associate publisher of Barron's. You are so important, my friend. <laughs> I have known you for a God's age and you, your star just keeps rising and rising and rising. It is great to have you here today. Welcome. It is great to be with you. Thanks, Joy. And I've loved watching you rise and rise and rise over the years. Well, you know, the one thing we always have in common is we're always talking about people and their money and we're always studying that and looking at that. And that's why I wanted to have you on today. Next week... The market is poised to do something it's never done before. It will be the longest running bull market in history for this country. What do you make of that? And should that have any meaning for regular investors? Uh, there's there's no one word answer to that question. Uh, the first part, what do I make of it? As a natural contrarian, it concerns me. Uh, when the market is plummeting, that's when the really smart people are buying and when the market is skyrocketing, that's when they're probably easing back a little bit. And it's exactly the opposite of what everyone else is doing, which is why the market's going up, because people tend to rush in. Um, we could spend the next 15 minutes talking about all the behavioral mistakes we make, one of which is called recency bias. Whatever's happened recently, you think is going to happen soon. And anybody knows that from their life, right? When you're feeling down, every little thing wait, bums wait, you out. Wait, 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 wait. Okay, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> And I generally agree with that. But let me tell you, so many hedge fund managers have lost money and, yes, even jobs by taking your point of view and not buying technology over and over and over again until their head caved in in this bull market. So those folks have lost money following that advice. Well, that leads to a wonderful quote, which is the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. (laughs) I think it was Keynes who said that. And so what that that. means is – Say that one more time. That's uh, amazing. The the market can stay irrational longer than you can stay solvent. I can't stay solvent for long. Let me tell you, Exactly. And so that's why people should not take what I'm saying and sell immediately because all those hedge fund guys, the fast money who did it, have paid. But what I'm suggesting is that people should not say, oh, wow, 10 years, it'll keep on going forever. I'll double down or the worst possible thing – and you and I know someone who did this uh, in 2000 or late 99 – They were out of the market, and then it went up and up and up and up, and then they finally said, I can't take it anymore. My neighbors are getting rich. I'm going all in, and then the market crashes. Um, So unfortunately, the the less sexy, boring advice is the really good advice, which is you should have a well-balanced, diversified Mm -hmm. portfolio. You should say to yourself, what did I do in in – Late 2008, early 2009, when the market was just going down, down, down. I stayed steady state. I didn't do a damn thing. I didn't do anything. And that's great. And that means that you can afford to be a little riskier right now because the next time it happens, you'll probably do the same thing, which is just hold on and wait. I buy when the market's going down. That's the only time I buy because I just – I'm cheap and I'm miserly (laughs) and I don't like paying a lot for things. But to my earlier point, 
you know, rich people, people who are well-to-do, people who, you know, have a lot of money to throw around, people like, oh, say, George Soros and Warren Buffett, 13F filings. Guess what they're loading up on right now? Technology. Technology. So I just don't get it. The whole world is betting on on basically five stocks (laughs) and only five stocks. Amazon, Apple, what am I missing here? Facebook, Netflix, Netflix, Google, Alphabet, sorry. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I've got to think, and I know Barron's is of this point of view, that there's a whole world out there of other stocks to think about. Where else can you go as an investor? So in the short term, we do think Apple has some more to go. That's because it's not expensive even now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Google... Um, is a little more expensive by some metrics, but when you compare its growth uh, to its price, it's actually a fairly reasonable, reasonably priced. But keep in mind, if you you make the point that those are the things that have been doing well for so long. So what that means is, if you have this diversified portfolio, let's just for the sake of easiness, just say an S and P five hundred fund, they have become a larger and larger share of that. So you actually own right. a pretty good chunk. Absolutely, so this is out- a really good insight that most people already have this in their portfolio exactly. anyway. Yeah. Something I want to talk about that's not obvious, I think, to a lot of people out there. There are fundamentals in place with the stock market. Look, I know we've seen some some craziness lately on this whole Thai bot thing. Or, not Thai bot. That was 10 years <laughs> yes. ago. Um, that's not what I'm the talking Turkish about at lira. all. The Turkish lira. But fundamentally, the U.S. economy is growing and growing dramatically. We've you know, popped right through 4% on GDP. That's good news. Uh, the jobs market is fantastic. We just got a great retail uh, sales number. Clearly, the consumer is engaged. The consumer is spending. So, it, you know, you have to sit back and think when you look at these stocks and look at, at their actual fundamentals. What are they doing? Are they growing? Are they spending? What are they doing? Yeah, it's very good news on almost all economic fronts right now. Uh, but what Jeffrey Gundlach said something, he's a, a bond fund manager. He said something interesting at a Barron's conference earlier this year, which was he asked the audience, what else can go right? And that's a very <laughs> a important – Let's think about that for just a second because things are on a roll yeah. kind of generally, right? So – and what so, does he mean by that? Well, so you, so uh, he pointed out, you know, we're going to get this big tax cut. At that time, it was you know, we're going to get this big tax cut. Now we've gotten it. That has done wonderful things for corporate bottom lines, and so their earnings increased by double digits. But that's not something that's going to repeat. That was a one time sustainability. Yeah, yeah, that was a one time, you know, wonderful hit to their to their bottom line. But now we're going to grow from there at a single digit pace instead of a double digit pace. Um, what else? The regulation, the fewer regulations, has obviously been helpful to Wall Street and to companies in general. Well, that's going away. I mean, excuse me, it's not going away, but it's probably not going to get a lot better. That 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 bump is priced into stocks. Once you rip away those regulations, there's right. nothing left to do. But. You know, here's here's a theme that I'm pursuing and I think is is compelling. What's secretly going on across the country is that people who own stocks, whether you have it in a mutual fund or you own individual names, you're feeling pretty good right now, right? You're pretty happy. I, I can't tell you the number of people who aren't answering their phones on Friday because, you know what, it'll be there tomorrow. You know, my business is good. It's expanding. I'm doing well. People are more confident internally. And that is something 
you know, that's not a story about whether it repeats or not. That's not a story about tax law. That's not a story about regulation. This is fundamental confidence that is building in this country. And, you know, okay, it is a function of some of the policies in Washington, but I think people feel good and you can't replace that with anything else. And that translates into taking more risks in your business, uh, capital improvements, hiring more people. Hiring bodies. Yeah. Exactly. And so those, those are those are all positives. Um, and uh, the contrarian will say, yeah, but when sentiment is good, things are about to go south. The good news here is con- sentiment <laughs> is actually not that high. Um, Bank of America came out with a report today yeah. that showed sentiment is it's not bearish, but it's not super bullish like you see at market peak. So that's see, a I very think that's good sign. Good. Yeah, it's a very good sign. It's one of those contrarian things. Right, exactly. Right? Well, th- there's an old expression the market climbs a wall of worry, which is what it's been doing for 10 years. Um, you know, ever since this bull market started, you could find 20 people on the street would, that would tell you why they don't believe it. Things are going to go south any minute now. And month after month, year after year, that didn't happen. And when you have to worry is when people like you and I sit here saying, bye, 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 everything's great. Then you should worry. But we're not saying that. And, and few people are saying that. So I think you've that always got to pay attention to exactly what it is you're yep. doing and how you're investing your money, how it's allocated over time. But you know, as well as I do, and you know, because of Barron's that uh, people as they approach retirement, those folks on the cusp of retirement have really been up against a wall because, you know, their advisors have been saying, don't buy those stocks, don't raise that allocation, try to stay in bonds. And it's been killer, just killer. What do you tell those people? Because I I just got to think there's somebody smart out here out there who's found a solution to that. And no doubt that <laughs> your reporters at Barron's are quoting those people all the time. Well, I've just actually edited a story wearing my other hat, my editor hat, um, that will appear – uh, in print and on our website on Saturday, asking that very question, how, what are advisors doing to get income for their clients? And um, that story should be available without the paywall. Uh, so, so, pe- uh, so people will be able to find it, whether or not they're subscribers. Um, but one of the answers to address what you were hinting at there is a lot of advisors have been saying we're actually not using bonds for income because those rates are so low. And what we're doing is we're investing in stocks and thanks to those great returns, we've been cashing it in. And and to some people, that sounds crazy, right? I don't want to dig into my principle, but their their thinking mm-hmm. is that the uh, total return they're getting from stocks exceeds what they were able to get from bonds by so much that it was better to to use that as your source of income, that growth as your source of income. And well, there's dividend, big dividend, dividend and, and growth certainly for, these, dividend stocks, for yeah. a lot of these companies, a lot of these stocks. Um, you know, we've been tech maniacally focused on tech for so long. Do your writers, do your reporters see any other categories, any other sectors lifting their heads here? Well, a couple. So healthcare has been a great demographic story for a long time, and that's not but going away. But how do we make money at that? Um, my suggestion would be because you're not an expert, dear listener, um, go or for me, a, yeah, people, go for. Let me tell you. In, in fact, um, I normally I, I don't do a whole lot of active investing myself, but as long as you brought it up, I will tell you this: when Obamacare passed, I bought the um, uh, an index fund that tracked the healthcare sector and a T Rowe Price um, fund that actively invested. Um, and the reason I did it was because of my contrarian, right? Everyone said, oh, my gosh, this is the end of healthcare. We're going to government system. Well, of course, those two funds have done brilliantly because sentiment was so bad when I You're bought so them. so smart. Um, well, I don't know about that. But anyway, um, 
So I would say go with a fund, whether it be actively managed. Um, there's a big argument for passive too. Just own the sector, but you'll be you'll own hospitals, you'll own drug stocks, all these things that. These baby boomers who you mentioned, um, who are close to retirement, in retirement, they will be using those products. Whoever pays for it, the doctors, the drug companies, they're going to do just fine. We're still going to have drugs, right? And when it's still going to be sold, people are still going to consume them. They're still going to get better. Yes, exactly. Uh, So that that continues on. So you love health care. I think that's an interesting choice. Uh, Um, One interesting idea, too, and normally we are not going this way, but uh, to go back to Gundlach, he he said his favorite idea for for 2018 was commodities. And a buddy of mine who's a financial advisor in Oregon hates commodities is starting to put investors in them. Commodities? And the reason is because toward as a bull market starts to age, uh, they tend to do very well. They've they've done horribly for so long. Why is that? Um, I think it's because animal spirits get going. Those business owners you said who are optimistic, they spend more. People are driving more. They're using gas. And right. And gasoline prices have just sort of quietly gone up and up and up over the past is about 18 months, I think. Um, MLPs are the they, – they own the pipes through which um, crude oil goes – that's how it gets to a refiner, for instance. Um, those stocks have not done well as, as – um, as oil prices have gone up, and so their yields have stayed really high. And if oil prices stay higher, they will eventually catch up. And so those are that's an interesting area too. MLPs, Master Limited Partnerships. I know you write a lot about them. At see, I read Barrons. <laughs> that's why I know all of this. And Barrons warned when they were way too pricey, and we had a cover story on Kinder Morgan. And boy, did we get flamed by readers who loved that that. For so long, because not only was it going up, but they were getting these big fat dividends. Of course, it really crashed hard. So it was great that we warned readers against that. And now we're saying, again, sentiment. Sentiment is against them. So now's the time to, to nibble. Well, I love your attitude because that's the way I love to play things too is is to not jump in the pool when everybody else does because that's one way to drown. Yeah, and, uh, the, and the, I love, another analogy that I like is once somebody once told me, feed the fish when they're biting. In other words, that's when you start <laughs> selling a little bit when everyone's so excited. Exactly, exactly. Jack Otter, you are brilliant, my friend, and it is great to see you yet again. You've got to come back and we'll talk more about this stuff. Look, pick up a copy of Barron's this weekend. It's a great read, a great magazine. Not only do they tell you what they think of some of the most exciting stocks in the marketplace right now, they'll also tell you about ones you may not have heard about. Jack, thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Earlier this month, the bull market officially became the oldest ever as it surpassed 3,453 days. But it raises the question, are you too late to the party to invest now? Are stocks too expensive? And of course, where should you put your money right now? Those are some of the questions I put to Jack Otter, associate publisher of Barron's and a longtime personal finance expert. Here are the takeaways. Number one, yes, the market is up 320% from its lows, and that's a concern for Otter, who reminds small investors that the market can stay irrational longer than the individual can stay solvent. Number two, what do you do if you're worried that a sell-off is imminent? He says a well-balanced, diversified portfolio is the best defense, and that means an allocation of assets appropriate for your age. In other words, the closer you are to retirement, the more your portfolio should be away from high-octane investments like technology and other growth stocks. Number three, like a lot of avid market watchers, Otter believes that it's time to consider moving beyond the so-called FANG stocks, 
big cap, high growth companies like Facebook and Netflix. Although he says a handful of these still have room to run because they aren't that expensive compared to their earnings streams. Number four, finally, Otter recommends two sectors for consideration, healthcare and commodities, as good options for investors worried about the inevitable fall market choppiness. Follow me on Twitter at JerryWillisFBN and on Facebook where my handle is Jerry Willis. You can also find me on Instagram at Jerry underscore Willis. Bottom line, I want to hear from you. What money issues do you want to explore? Tell me and we'll get it on the podcast. Have a great day. And remember, rich is not a four-letter word. From the Fox News Podcasts Network, in these ever-changing times, you can rely on Fox News for hourly updates for the very latest news and information on your time. Listen and download now at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.